1: You and I listen to TDL on silverblackpride.com. Everybody, we are back. It is Tape Don't Lie. You guys already know it's your favorite Raiders podcast, favorite Raiders channel, favorite Raiders YouTube, favorite Raiders breakdowns. You guys already know what it is. All right. So, you know, you already know what to do as well. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Make sure you hit the subscribe button. Subscribe to us. You know, we, you know, like I said, we appreciate all feedback. So go ahead and hit that like button if you like it. Hit the dislike button if you don't like it. You already know how that goes, right? And then, you know, leave a comment right? If you like it, leave a comment. If you don't like it, don't leave a comment or, you know, leave a comment. Let us know you don't like it, right? Uh, and also, you know, if you hear this on iTunes or, you know, Spotify, your audio guy, you know, you like the audios, you know, make sure you hit the download and, um, you know, hit the subscribe button on iTunes and Spotify for Silver and Black Pride where you can hear this podcast, right? And then you make sure you also subscribe to my boy, uh, Matt Holder's, uh, how is I-, I can't even, the older handful older handfuls i couldn't even think about it right now holders handfuls so make sure you subscribe you know subscribe to that and check him out for all his good interviews that he's doing over there so uh you know and also make sure you follow us on twitter at the mark john nfl for me and then at bd williams 18 all right and then uh you know we're going over the the win over the miami dolphins right raiders three and So, you know, we're going to be breaking down everything that happened in that game. I mean, not everything, but we're going to be looking at some uh, some key things and, and, you know, talking about the offense and the defense. Um, Today, I'm going to be going over, uh, you know, Drake versus Barber. You know, there is a little bit of a, you you know, Kenyon Drake kind of didn't play in overtime or really late in the fourth quarter of that game. Well, late in the fourth quarter, but he didn't really play in overtime. I'm going to kind of show you guys why that happened. I think you guys kind of have an idea, but there's a really, really big reason that probably nobody noticed on TV that I'm going to show, you know, and uh, BD, what are you going over today?
0: Yeah, man, uh, I'm going to go over the pass rush, you know, a little bit and um, some improvements that we're seeing on the Raiders defense. Plus, working in Divine Diablo into the defense, some interesting, interesting things that they're doing with Diablo. Uh, So I'll be diving into that as okay. well okay yeah, yeah. um I, I thought it was funny when you were talking you know um doing the introduction you can find taped online in a lot of different ways yeah formats right yeah you know type it in on google you're gonna see a lot of different pages for uh for you to find our our content you know mm-hmm. we also um uh, marcus and i we both contribute to silver and black pride which is an sp nation uh sports blogs you know for the for the raiders dedicated to the raiders so you can find all all our written work there too there's a million ways to find it uh i just thought that was funny when you're talking about driving all those streaming services you know what i'm saying oh, and I, I even forgot um, to ship the manscape bro so i forgot oh, that. yeah we got yeah we got we got manscape you know?
1: tdl guys discount code tdl make sure you guys support that we appreciate all the people that supported uh we got 11 people last month to support that so we appreciate all you guys that did that and uh you know all the love that you guys still show us so you know we appreciate all the support um you know so we appreciate it but back to the game um uh, you know it was it was a, a you know going back to the all 22 uh it was definitely a different experience than when i i um you know from you know the broadcast and and things like that, you know, even some of the the blown blocks that I charted from the broadcast, I ended up changing once I got to, you know, the all 22. So it was a little different. I thought the offensive line played better than people think. Um, I, I thought, you know, they got a lot of crap this week. I know Leatherwood got killed by Emmanuel Ogba. Um, I know a lot of people get killed by Emmanuel Ogba, though. So, um, you know, he's going through the, he's going through the fire, man. He's got Joey Bosa coming up this week and he you and he's got a little coming so well, man, it's coming <laughs> is, is coming too and uh you know alex leatherwood yeah he is struggling right now um you know I, I feel like he's just not getting into a set quick enough i feel like people are beating him around the edge i feel like he's stopping he's like getting to a set and he's stopping instead of just keeping keeping going to a set and like agba hit him with some craze and some some uh yannick and Ngakwe shot chop, cross chops that uh emmanuel agba they must have had some uh, a nigerian meeting and went over cross chops because he did the same jump cross chop that he, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does. So, uh, um, you know, I, I thought I saw a lot of that. I thought, you know, Andre James had the bad snaps. I know he's getting killed on Twitter right now. Um, you know, he, he has his issues um, with the bad snaps. Snaps are really slow coming back. But I still thought that he didn't play as bad as I thought, too. I didn't think that it was, you know, an awful performance from him. But it wasn't like the best performance ever either. Yeah. So I thought he was just average. I, you know, I thought uh, you know, John Simpson had a really bounce back week. He was really good in pass pro this week, and he was really good in run and run game. Um, you know, um, I, I can I can never get that guy's name right. So I just said seventy two. Yeah. I just yeah seventy two. He's solid, man. He's, that's a solid guard, dude. He's solid all around. Um, he's just. You know, I feel like, yeah, at this point, I feel like he's a little bit of, you know, a little bit of an upgrade over Denzel Good because of how solid he's been. He's been like him and Colton Miller have been the guys that have really not have messed up, you know, when other players have been making mistakes. You know, John Simpson had the bad week last week and then you got the good week. Um, You know, he bounced back this week because he's not playing Cam Hayward anymore. Uh, (laughs) He bounced back this week, had a better week. And then uh, you know, Colt Miller's been steady. I mean, he's had some issues too. He's not, I mean, he hasn't been as good as he has been last year, but he's still he's still steady, he's still a good player. And uh, you know, 72 is playing really well. And then um uh so you know, you want to see that step up from Leatherwood, but I still thought they did, did a pretty good job run blocking this week. And I'm gonna show that when I go over the run game a little bit, you know, I and mean, course. The thing,
0: you know, the thing about this offensive line is we knew that there's a lot of new pieces. And it's gonna take time for everything to like coalesce, you know, and just like everyone get on the same page with everything. Yeah, because a lot of it is gonna be communication. A lot of it is just gonna be like small little fundamental details. After the bye week, we're gonna see like, like what is still remaining as a question mark. Like if these things aren't being coached out, you know. Yeah. But um, and then and then we could probably have a different discussion about that. This potentially hurting the Raiders. But I agree. Like what you're talking about with all the. Uh, defensive ends that leatherwood's going to have to go up against right they're just going to have to survive with this offensive line the way it is uh and hopefully it doesn't you know start biting them in the butt yeah exactly and,
1: and you know in, in car i mean car um you know i'm gonna go more into, into the car facts but I, you know the, the receivers are just are, are just stepping up so much you know they're getting open uh a whole lot more um, you know they're beating they're beating press a whole lot more. Um, you know there's a lot of things going on that are really exciting to, to see. You know they're getting open against really good corners. I mean I mean Xavier Howard is no joke. You know, and Ruggs was able to beat him a couple times, and you know, on on some on some uh, some good plays, and just beating him off the line with speed. Rugs looks so fast right now, dude. Like last year, he didn't look this fast. I mean, he must yeah. have been hurt. I don't know because he looks fast on tape. I feel like he he gets it to his routes like in two seconds. He's like, he looks like a he runs a four two seven right now. And I, I feel like last year he must have been hurt because he, I did not see that type of speed on the field. You could uh, you could tell the corners feel it. They're scared. They're terrified of his speed, you know, and if he can, you know, win in the intermediate game and they make those contested catches, going could be a big, uh, big season for him. Big season. Big <laughs> right? season. Big season, because, you know, even if he he beats somebody deep in the car and misses, I mean, there's there's a good chance that you still will catch
0: that football, right? And I, I think... The really- catch, the, it's, it's so fun to watch. This is, like, a an interesting combination, probably unusual. Unusual. To be to be the spe- a speed guy with a big, big, big catch radius, you know? It's like... Whoa, that that's and I think a lot of that, too, has like has played into correct me if I'm wrong. When cars thrown to like certain people, like we the ball is like the same way every yeah. time uh-huh. when you start the waller, in the scene, like the ball is delivered the same exact way every time. Right. Like, yeah, they, they have a connection. But he, we've, I feel like cars have been struggling to find that with rugs. Uh-huh. And I think I think part of it is like okay, just judging the speed of this player, which it's he's running fast than everyone else. Yeah. But then also also thinking about leverage, and maybe if you could throw him open. I think there's a lot to think about there. And if if these guys can get just get it down, like get the connection down. Yeah. Like this is this is number one wide receiver stuff. Okay, yeah. like this is this is rarefied area. Yeah, right? and,
1: and, and and I I think. I think he's uh, starting to take that step. And I think Carr is starting to trust him because on a one play on the crosser that he made that contested catch, he had Xavier Howard beat pretty good. But Carr had to hold the safety because the safety just would have creeped over with Ruggs, right? If he didn't hold it, he stared at it. So he had to hold the guy for a little bit too long, longer than he probably wanted to to hit him. So when he came back to Ruggs, he just threw it up in the air. (laughs) And he's like, go get it.
0: And that's what Rugs did. Yeah, he wouldn't got it. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> so, really impressive, really yeah. impressive body control and the weight. The weight is a big factor here because Xavier and Howard jumps into Rugs, right? Mm-hmm. And Rugs, like he's in midair, like he 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 can't put his foot on the ground and push back against him, right? Yeah. yeah. But Howard bounces off Rugs. Rugs just like stays strong. Yeah, Don't go, coming up for that ball, and, and Howard is the one bouncing off him. So that extra weight was necessary for sure for uh, rugs yeah that, that game was a confidence booster, yeah. booster for all those receivers right. like oh man we could beat anybody
1: like yeah you know, you know they could they, they feel like they could beat anybody uh going forward so it's it's gonna be a a good look for that you know what i mean all right let me get this camera check. all right here we go all right uh should, should we just get into it yeah just go it? ahead let's just get just, into let's jump into it jump into it, it. Jump into it. all right i think we're seeing a little bit of you know Kenyon drake being demoted a little bit after this game because you know Peyton Barber showed that he could be a he can be the backup running back he showed that he could be the you know the full-on backup pass blocking third down back now I know he can't shake anybody and he's not really gonna break any tackles like that so if you know for the checkdowns I mean Kenyon Drake is a better receiver than him at this point but when it comes to pass protection and things like that and and, you know, helping out the quarterback and allow them to get some deep passes there. I think that, you know, Barber really showed that he was a he was a great player. But, I you know, he still was missing holes, though. You know, there's sometimes that he was there's some holes that he missed there that you know, he definitely needed to see and make those cuts, especially late in the game. Oh, those, those are some big runs that he needed to get some yardage in to drain some clock. And I mean, he, he missed a couple of holes there, you know, and he just that's just kind of why he's just inconsistent and why he's been on uh, I don't know how many teams he's been on, but he's been on a bunch of them. And that's kind of the reason why. I mean, you, you see that he's a little inconsistent. Sometimes he can be really great. You know, uh, I know Matt Waldman's a big fan of him, and you probably kind of see why, why Matt Waldman's a big fan of him with those jump cuts and the way he runs the football and how hard he runs. But I think the vision is just inconsistent, right? It's, it's not yes. as bad as Drake's, which is odd because, I mean – I. Not watch Drake at Arizona. I mean, that's what—that's the probably the best thing I saw from him was his vision and the way he could find holes. Uh, you know, maybe it's just the system he's in. He's not in the gap system right now. He's not running power. Um, I know. The, I know they're trying to get him going with the long trap, but that's probably only the main power run they're running right now. They're not running anything. Any. They're not running mad many power O's. They're not doing pimple sweeps. They're not doing anything like that in the power game. So, I mean, maybe that's why Drake is struggling. Um, I mean, because he's struggling outside zone too. He's not doing really well running the football, and then he's not pass blocking, and then yeah. now he's not playing in overtime.
0: That, that breakdown is pretty damning, man. Like, look, I, I don't care how great of an athlete you are. Yeah, you can't, If you can't protect the passer, you can't be a third down back. No. You know, like you're, like, like, like you're showing, there's going to be times where, yeah, the coach is calling in a play where he wants the running back to release – and get, get downfield on a passing on, uh, you know, on a route. Yeah. But if there's like a certain thing and the, the pre- protection needs to be set that running back gets his job changed. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. So you can't avoid blocking as a, as a running back. You just can't. Um, and, you know, it looks like Peyton Barber has been able to pick this up. Like how long has he been on the team? He's, he's picked this up super quick. Yeah. You know, so he's an upgrade and pass protection. Um, have we seen any ball security issues from these guys? I mean, I the, the, Peyton Barber it up. yeah, there's the fumble from him. So, um, I mean, that was probably
1: it, uh, for ball security, but you know, that's, that's my thing too. You know, you know, you don't want to depend on Peyton Barber, right? I, th- I think the Dolphins run defense is just really bad. I mean that that's a that's a lot a big factor here is that they're just, they're just not a really good run defense. They're pass rushers, you know, you know, Christian Wilkins, they want to get after the passer. I mean, that's what they basically did all game, but in the run game, they were they got pushed around a little bit, right? I mean, uh John Simpson, I mean he had his way with some of those guys. He's able to push them around to the point where they're getting personal with him. They're got they're getting kind of mad later in the game. So um they were I mean, they were able to get some push and push some guys around um in the run game. So, I mean, Peyton, what Peyton Barber did against the Dolphins, I mean. I don't know if he's going to, be able to do that every week, you know, and that's why you need Josh right. Jacobs back. But I mean, he showed a lot in pass protection that Kenyon Drake just did not show, man. I mean, it, I mean, even the first week, you know, when Kenyon Drake was doing pass protection, he was getting rolled over too. It was just carr was getting of the football. He was just getting in the way enough. You know what I mean? Like in this week, I mean, he, 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 it didn't matter. I mean, they're just running through him and um, it, it, it was a problem. And, and I know the third and 11, I mean, I'm sure, um, you know, that's why he didn't play in overtime because I mean, that was a big part of that. That was a big part of that. I mean, he, yeah. If he, I mean, if he gets in the way of that and maybe Carr can just slide or something, I don't know. And then he can hit Renfro downfield. I mean, that's, that's game. I and mean, there's no, there is no, you know, drive down the field to tie the game, you know? So, I mean, that call, I mean, that, that was on Drake, you know, Drake's got to make, he's got to step up and he's got to make that block and he's got to understand the call too. I mean, if, if you know, you hear, Monday or you know whatever you know, car was calling you know make let him know what the protection is. You got to know that, bro. You got to know what's going on so you don't you don't end up messing that up. So,
0: yeah, it's uh I I feel like Barber is like you keep on saying yeah there's a reason why he's a backup but yeah there's a reason why he's been in the NFL this long too yeah he's, he's viable you know yeah and I feel like the only edge really that Kenyon Drake has is his ability after the catch, you know, in space. Um, but everything else, Barber, like that has to do with being a running back. Barber has a slight edge on Kenyon Drake. So, yeah, yeah right? I mean, and we were talking about this before the show started. General Richard might come back, right? Uh, Josh Jacobs might come back. What What is this running back rotation going to look like? You know, that's, a, that's a going to be an interesting question mark. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting because I mean they waived Trey Regas, so
1: I mean they're bringing up Jalen Rashard, and I mean uh, to be honest, I mean Jalen Rashard, I mean he can't run the football like Barber. I mean, I, I mean the truth, but like he can get, I mean he can catch just like like Drake can, but he passes block. He probably pass blocks just as good as Barber does. So and, and if not and better, if not better, <laughs> yeah, right. So um and, and he picks up litzis, You know he sees what Car sees. Yeah. So I think think that's why Jalen Rashard got called right back. I mean, they're like, they probably watched the tape and were like, okay, maybe we don't, we get, we're getting Jacobs back. I mean, do we want to keep Barber? There's probably like something they might think about. Like, do we, do we keep him, you know, cause we pay Drake. So, I mean, they really have to, they have to keep Drake. So, I mean, if Drake can't (laughs) pass protect though, Jalen Rashard can, right. Because, I mean, that was the whole thing with bringing in Drake. And and, and when I watched Drake this summer, you know, um, I even showed it on the breakdown. I mean, he was a willing pass blocker,
0: but he still was losing, right? He was willing. He was <laughs> And unfortunately, that can only take you so far if, you're, if your technique yeah. isn't great. Yeah. And what we're seeing from him right now, at least from those clips that you were showing me, um, flat-footed, he's not bringing it to the blitzer. He's kind of waiting and catching the guy. And, like, yeah. come on, like, that's just a simple – science problem you know like if you're standing still and someone runs into you you're gonna fall backwards you got to go attack that guy you got to meet that guy um so what what we're seeing before him being willing and stepping up we're not seeing that anymore from Kenyon drake for some reason but best believe we will see it from Jalen richard you know um the guy's not afraid of covid he's not afraid of stepping up in the the pocket okay all right and deliver and like Delivering a shot to a linebacker—that's yeah. what I love about Jalen Richard. He's got that low center of gravity, but he also unloads on linebackers. You know, like makes them feel it, makes them punishes them, right? Yeah. Um, there's always going to be a, a role for a player like that, or for a back like that. You know? Yeah. Can't really run the ball. All right. It's like one every like ten carries. He just takes advantage because, like, there the, the defense isn't two-man and he has, like, a draw play or a screen play or something like that where he gets, like, you know, 20 yards. And that's, like, once every three or four games with Jalen Rashard. Like, that's the most production he's going to really get, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, him being able like, that's the reason why they won the Jets game last year because he stepped up and he met that, that blitzer, right? Yeah. And then Carr was able to climb the pocket and hit Henry Ruggs. Like, there's a lot of instances last year where – Rashard was making like game saving plays and what you just highlighted to us was that Drake missed that. Right. Mm-hmm. And it put the game, it really, this should not have gone to overtime. You know, it should not have gone to overtime. Yeah. There's some things I could talk about on the defensive side that made it go to overtime. Um, You know, but the Raiders should have put this team away for sure. Yeah uh so so yeah i think that that was one reason that drake blocked that's one reason you know but there's also maybe another, another couple of reasons on defense too yeah
1: yeah and uh you know we, we saw some of those big throws that car was making and, but like i said once he you know they started picking up the blitzes because i'm telling you in the second half i don't know what the dolphins decided but they decided they, just, they were just gonna let it all go <laughs> like we're playing too conservative i don't but they played better in the first half which was odd and then they just started they just came after car like, and then he started beating them a little bit when they started blitzing. Um, so it was, it was odd. It, it was odd. that they, they switched to that game plan, especially with some of the the blitzes there. They just, I mean, it is just weird. I mean, in the second half, I mean, I, I'm going to show this.
0: I think it's good for the Raiders that Derek Carr is not like, um, I think he's like slept on a little bit. Like he's disrespected. Yeah. And some game plans that we're seeing against him, like defensive coordinators, don't think very highly of Derek Carr because they continually cover zero blitzing him and he's yeah. continually destroying it. So I don't understand why like every game this year we've seen cover zero blitzes just get beat. last year, several times, you know, so I don't, I don't get it. I don't get why the teams like I, insist on cover zero blitzing him.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Cause on, on three of the blitzes that they ran um, in the, uh, just in let's just say three of the blitzes they just ran in in overtime okay just overtime they gave up so 48 and then another third so they gave up 82 yards on those three plays there you go so you know like it's i i don't know i don't know what their plan was i think it's, it's it worked a little bit in like some some of the blitzes and i think when they blitz early on i think some of them worked and i think that's why they they thought okay if they're working early on, then maybe we could just start, you know, going after him hardcore and, you know, everything will work since we're getting there. And, you know, Dequan Drake's not able to block it up and, you know, we're, we're still creating that, that matchup where it's, you know, it's our safety and the running back. And we think we can win that matchup. I right. think that's why they kept attacking it. But, you know, once Peyton Barber came in, it was a different story. And Next thing you know, it's big play after big play after big play. So Peyton
0: Barber, <laughs> there you go. That's a player I can get behind. I, lo- I love the veterans who stick around. You know the veterans that stick around, that, 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 yeah, I mean, because that, that's how you play, guys. bro. I
1: mean, just just right. that the pass blocking um, at the end of the game was was paramount for the Raiders to pull this one out and score some points in overtime. So,
0: yeah. Uh, anything else you want to talk about on offense? Uh, not
1: really. I thought I mean, Foster Moreau really struggled in, in run blocking. I think he was the main issue. Of, yeah, like, all the run blocks. Um, it really wasn't like you know. The other lineman, I thought, I like the the both, uh, the third down run and the fourth down run in the, in the first quarter, those were both Frost and Monroe getting his butt kicked. Um, you know, I, th- I thought Darren Waller missed some blocks too on some of the runs. Uh, so I mean, the tight ends they got to block better, especially if they're going to be in twelve personnel trying to block. Um, they got to do better, especially Frost Monroe. I, I don't know what that was. I think I think the guy was just getting off getting off on him, and uh, he wasn't able to get some good blocks going. But I I, I thought he struggled there. As well, um, but
0: Foster, you're gonna make John call up uh, freaking Jason Witten again. <laughs> I know. <laughs> come on, come on, right? Foster. Come on, yeah. Foster. Yeah, our, our, he, he was he was getting his butt kicked. I saw that on the broadcast. I saw it on the broadcast. But they tightened up. Uh, yeah. towards the end of the game, you know, they ended up rushing for over 100 yards. You know, uh, with one back on them, 111 yards for Barber. So yeah, they they figured it out eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, it's going to take some time. Like I said about the offensive line, lines, run game, everything. We're going to see after the bye week where where it really is. Um, so, but let's transition into defense. Okay, so first okay. of all, first of all, um, Raiders. Aside from like just really a small handful of plays, had a really good game again on defense. There was a lot of great hustle, great pursuit to the football. Uh, These things are really encouraging to watch. Uh, The corners are always contesting everything. Mullen and Hayward are making it very difficult for Every single receiver so far that we've seen um, to get open and to, like, make clean catches. You know, even the catches that they give up, they're blanketing these guys, right? So that's fun to watch. Um, You know, Bradley called a lot more blitzes, like, you know, probably twice as many blitzes as he's run all season, he called in this game. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, a lot of that was to kind of take advantage of an offensive line that they might have thought was young and banged up, and there was new guys, new faces in the lineup, stuff like that. Um, and I also think it probably had to do something with the RPO game, just like speeding up the process of the quarterback, you know, when, they, when this is such a RPO-heavy offense. Um, so I thought that that, that was interesting. Um, so, but here, I'll just jump into it. Real okay. quick. There's some interesting position battles happening. Okay. When they had Dallin Levitt as the dime, uh, you know, player. Okay. It was basically the same coverage every single time for Dallin Levitt. Okay. Now that instead, instead of Gillespie, they're going with Devon Diablo as their dime backer. Right. He's doing way more stuff than Dallin Levitt ever did out there, including coming down on the line of scrimmage and blitzing off the edge. Um, It's clear that they think highly of this player. They gave him a single digit, okay? And he's out there, 230 pounds, carrying three vertical across the field, you know, clamping down on him and and running around. Someone said, is there any chance – Okay someone asked me I forget where it was it was on Twitter it was you know on a YouTube comment I don't know mm-hmm. someone, someone asked me is there any chance Devon Diablo is the dime backer okay and I said no he's he's a linebacker right yeah. like they, they they were like is Devon Diablo going to be one of those safeties in a three in three safety package and I was like no he's a the linebacker they drafted him to be a linebacker well they just lined him up as safety so I was wrong about that and and he looked pretty good uh except for that one you know yeah. man, that one error so it's gonna be an interesting story to monitor He he's gonna be slowly chipping away at Corey Littleton's playing time you know uh if if that's what they want to, if that's how they want to use them interesting that was very interesting that's that is something
1: that I did not you know I don't know how many people actually noticed that <laughs> that was like some I mean that's the greatness of Al 22 right there bro because I mean that's that's something you mean. You don't see safeties like that. And you know, you knew he was on the field, right? Like You knew he played yeah. a lot, but you didn't know. I mean, you can see where exactly he was playing. And that was super interesting. I mean, because that is, um, you know, I feel like that's, you know, what's Gus Bradley and all those Seattle guys, they all have uh, a knack for knowing where to put guys to succeed. Like you see Dan Quinn, he's got Michael Parsons playing defensive end. You know, I, I don't know you, you, how many NFL guys would actually have done that. And I, you know, tried to do it, you know what I mean? Like, and saw that skill set, and you're like, you know what? I could put you at defensive end and I can have you rush the pastor as a sub package rusher and, and, and he's doing really well at it. Right. I mean, we saw that in college that he could do that. And, but, you know, you know, you know, there's probably some coach that would have pigeonholed him and to just, just to be an yeah. linebacker, and he wouldn't have been as effective and been as impactful as he could be. But, you know, those Seattle guys, they, they, I mean, I guess it's you know that's something they learned from Pete Carroll is like you know you got to adapt to your system to who you have and your your talent around you. So I mean, if you have a bunch of guys that you know, it's better to play too high, and they're probably going to play a little bit more too high. If if they yeah. have a bunch of guys that you know do these things well, they're going to make you do these things. So I, I think that that was um, that was very uh, interesting. I really liked what I saw there. I mean, just just from watching him, you know. In coverage, because I mean that's the best thing he did in college. I mean, Uh um, he wasn't the greatest tackler in the world. Um, You know, he didn't take on blocks, but he could cover. You know, and that's just—I mean, he could—he was running with you know corners then in in college. So playing safety, so not corners, wide receivers. I'm gonna say corners. He's running wide
0: receivers. So and and, he he was—he ran with some wide receivers. You know, the length is like shocking to see out there. And the really the interesting thing about it is. No one so far, like Nate Hobbs has played just nickel. He's basically playing linebacker out there, right? uh Um, They just swap out KJ Wright for Nate Hobbs and then nothing changes. Like they line up in the same spots. They play the same exact coverages. They're like when they're playing cover three, yada, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. But at no point has Nate Hobbs like rotated back, and played like a deep coverage or like done something like that. Whereas Devon Diablo comes in and he's playing now multiple positions. He's playing linebacker and he's playing safety. So that's the most interesting thing to me about it. Yeah. is like, he's obviously in multiple position groups. If he knows, okay, I need to take three vertical and carry him so that whoever has him can drop off and be the rat. He is with the safeties learning that you don't learn that in the linebacker room. There's no point in learning that. Yeah, you know, you know what I'm saying. You don't, you don't learn the technique to keep on to keep that man coverage going. So I think that that's super interesting, honestly. That he's playing two positions. They tried it with uh, your boy Coons, mm-hmm. and then they they were like, okay, we know we need KJ Wright. Yeah, right. Yeah, uh-huh. um, but it looks like that's what's happening. That's the plan for Divine Diablo. So that's super interesting to me. Um, and then, uh, yeah. So any, anything else you want to talk about that before we go, uh, before we move on? Uh, it, it kind of just bothers me a little bit, you know, cause
1: that had it. That had to be in training camp. Come on, dude. There, there's no way that they went to all three training camp. He knows it that well, and they never put him there in practice. And you're, mad at that, you're mad. You're yeah, mad at a beat reporters. Yeah. There's just no way. I mean, uh, there's no they, way n- they never reported that. Yeah. They're, yeah. Yeah. yeah no way that you play like i just i the washington there's no way you come and you play those coverages like that unless you practice it yeah you just don't go yeah. out there and carry <laughs> carry three vertical like oh that's my job you know that doesn't work like that no bro
0: right.
1: he should have been out there confused and he wasn't so that means he's probably been practicing that for
0: a while that's yeah. what that means um yeah, and we'll see. This guy's the limit. I think he's a little indecisive out there, but the movement skills is obviously great. The size is great. Yeah. He gets more decisive. I think he could be uh, He could be a guy out there for sure. Um, going back to, I think, what the thorn in the side of this defense is right now is stopping a scrambling quarterback, okay? Mm-hmm. We saw it against Lamar Jackson. Okay, it's Lamar Jackson. Jacoby Brissett, that shouldn't be a problem. No, it was still a problem. Um, Jacoby Brissett, I like the guy. You know, he's not, like, the most dynamic athlete as a quarterback. He's, you know, just got some sauce to him. But the, the Raiders got to figure out a way to stop these scrambling quarterbacks from gaining that first down on third and long. It's something when I watch the Chiefs uh, playing Gus Bradley last few years. Yeah. That's consistently how Patrick Mahomes beat them. It wasn't passing the ball. Patrick Mahomes has, doesn't have great stats passing the ball against Gus Bradley defense. But when, they, when the Chiefs beat them is because Patrick Mahomes continually ran for first down on third and long, okay, when he didn't want to throw into too high or whatever it was. So the, Ra- the Raiders got to figure this out. I don't know if it's going to be spying him, getting, you know, maybe – you, that's how you for Diablo into, into the package by having him as a quarterback spy. Mm-hmm. But the, the Rays got to do something about the scrambling quarterback because uh, it's gashing them and it's, and it's shooting them in the foot. Yeah. And it, I mean, they don't have a scrambler coming,
1: but they got a guy who's going to try to get out of the pocket if, and make a play um, downfield. Yeah. I, mean, that's the, that's the, I mean, that's the only way they throw it outfield is him it, be it, improvising it, because it'll do it like out of the pocket. But, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean that, that's coming up next week, so um, they're they're gonna have to. I mean, they're. I mean, it, I think they're gonna be able to get pressure from the right side. I mean, I'm not getting the preview, but um, you know, because they're pretty weak. The, the 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 Chargers don't have a good right side of the offensive line, so they're gonna have to dig it out to make sure that it, when, once they get pressure, which they will. I mean, obviously, I mean it's been three weeks in a row. I mean, it's not not crazy. They're gonna get pressure. They're gonna get pressure. Yeah. They're gonna get pressure, right? Um, so since they're gonna get pressure. They got to take, they got to take Herbert down, man. They can't, I mean, he's going to try to get rid of the ball quick too. So they got to be ready to jump on stuff too. I think, I think, um, you know, you can't let these, what the chiefs were doing and just, you know, send blitzes. I don't think you can blitz him really. I, cause I mean, he's, he's a smart guy I mean, he's like Derek car. He's a smart dude. He's just going to replace it. I mean, that's what he did to the Chiefs. The chiefs want to play cover zero like idiots and um, you know, not respect somebody. I, I hate that. When you guys not watch tape, but uh, um. You know, and he's getting these wide open shallows. and He's just, you know, getting hit and like throwing the shallow in this 20 yards down the field. So I think the yeah. Raiders, they have to they have to get home with four this week. Um, And I think that's, uh, you know, I think they'll be able to do it. But, you know,
0: you're right. They're going to they have to take down a quarterback for sure. Yeah. Um, take, keep him in the pocket. And if he does break the pocket, someone's got to be there, Uh, you know, to punish him for it. Just make him pay yeah. for it. Right. If he keeps on breaking the pocket. Uh, so, yeah, you know, we'll see how that progresses. You know, um, my thoughts about the entire defensive line, I think everyone's playing great, honestly. Phylon comes in at three technique and one technique, so he starts out Hankins and Jefferson. Mm-hmm. So it's a good little three-man rotation, and when they want to really rush the passer, then they put Solomon Thomas in there um, alongside with Quentin Jefferson or Darius Phylon, you know. Yep. Um, so... All these guys are creating some push. Obviously, Max Crosby, unique and Gokway, they're making it. They're 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 getting it started. But these interior guys we've seen play well, a lot of that is because quarterbacks are 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 having to do something and escape and get to a second reaction because of the pressure that Crosby and Yannick are, are creating. We just got to start seeing now a defensive tackle, one of these interior guys mm-hmm. start capitalizing on it even more so. Than they have been. Um, so one of these guys has, is going to have to keep on ascending. I like I like some things that I've seen from Solomon Thomas. Yeah. Okay. But it's mostly effort. It's like second, third reaction. You know, I think Darius Fallon is having some quicker wins, especially against against the run. Uh huh. Um, getting that penetration into the backfield, uh, and I think that uh, Jefferson's probably the best pass rusher out of all of these guys. So. We're, they're just going to have to keep on playing it into, uh, you know, playing it into existence and seeing which one of these guys can continue to ascend. But I think the Raiders defense is going to need it. I, I don't think that it can just rest on the edge rushers. Someone else is going to have to really step up to
1: Yeah. I agree with that for sure. Uh, it's funny. I I, I had to I pull up, I just had to pull up how many snaps Diablo had played at free safety. It said 16. I was down looking at his grade of course you know pff only grades when you get targeted so he has a bad coverage grade because he had one target
0: yeah (laughs) Even
1: even though even though we just saw him playing good coverage like three times it's hilarious anyways um
0: yeah yeah right yeah uh yeah so so yeah so some interesting things to keep your eyes on um i think that that's gonna do it for me yeah Okay. uh i think that's i think it's about time so raider nation we appreciate you guys for for tuning in to the Take don't lie podcast if you're listening to this on apple or spotify or what's the other one that you said at the beginning um apple spotify
1: i don't know, I don't know what else is there right that's i thought, I, you, I, thought you, I thought
0: you said another one sound Not- dog or something like that <laughs> sound, sound dog sound dog I thought you said something like that. Um, that's a new one, bro. I don't know what that that's is. a new one? Okay, yeah. There's also there's also Twitter. If you're listening to it, uh, wherever you find your podcasts, make sure you hit the download button uh, so you get them straight onto your device. If you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you hit the like button. Smash that like button, bro. Okay. Uh, hit Turn on post notifications. Tell everyone about the Tape Dome Live podcast. Follow myself at, on Twitter at BDWilliams18. Follow Marcus on Twitter at TheMarkJohnNFL. And also make sure you get yourself some Manscaped into promo code TDL at manscaped.com for 20% off. That's it, Ryder Nation. We appreciate y'all.